<laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nathan. Uh, yet another great intro song for That's us. That's right. Let's Walk go. the Dinosaur. All right. Nice. Um, yeah, that's an interesting music video. Sorry, I don't have the pleasure of actually having known that song before this very moment, but it's pretty, it's got a good beat. Yeah, you know, I uh, heard it on the radio the other day, and I said, what the heck, you know? Podcast material, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Still getting over a cold. It's the longest running cold, I think, ever uh, for me. Um, funnily enough, I listen to a few other podcasts and most other people that give those podcasts are having the same experience. Just coughing all the time. It's just a long drawn out thing. I don't even feel that bad. It's just, I cough a lot and then, you know, a little bit congested, but it's not that bad. Uh, I just, I don't know why it's not going away. I need it to be gone. (laughs) Bummer, dude. No, I, no, I was fine. sick for, yeah, I, was, I think we had like the same thing because I, I was sick for, yeah. I think we talked about this a while back, but I was sick with, for like a week and then I got unsick for like two days and then I was sick with the exact same thing for another further <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, I've already gone through the second, like it's come back and now it's getting better. So, you know, can't complain. But if I sound a little, actually one of the most consistent uh, things I've seen is, is people's feedback in this show is that they sometimes think we both sound they can't tell who is who. Oh, talking. So if I have this real deep, sickly voice, uh, then okay. uh, that helps. I can talk I also like the guy to- from the Pawnee <laughs> yes. radio station, if that helps anyone. <laughs> I was thinking you should just talk with a British accent the whole time. I oh, right. Be, I'll just yeah. talk with a British accent. <laughs> oh, man. Transform. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, one of my friends kunal made fun of me so much for my really bad cockney accent and he just like put me to shame with a really really accurate actual cockney accent because he's from london nice yeah can't really go up against that no can't do that Uh, i actually today just watched i went on a bit of a movie binge i watched bridge of spies the new steve jobs movie and charlie wilson's war which are all like three hour long movies (laughs) nice um so now uh, did you did you like the steve jobs movie i did actually i thought it was really cool so yeah i think i think the biggest thing that issue that people had with the movie is it was really central around his relationship with his daughter which wasn't as big a deal as pretty much everybody has tried to make it out to be and uh, and a lot of it was just fiction straight up but it was a cool just characterization of everybody and um i liked it it was a good movie i'm not surprised that it totally tanked at the box office but the performances were amazing it got like a 90 percent on rotten tomato i mean michael fassbender you know can't be stopped um, and, yeah, awesome. the guy that made the film, his director, uh, I can't remember did his name. He, but oh, he no, did he's, like, um, he did he's like the one who did 28 hours, Days Later and all that stuff. 127 Hours with the guy that cut his own arm off. And yep. like, Sunshine, one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. Yeah, uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Boyle. Yes. Yeah, well, so, so, yeah. And I saw Bridge of Spies, and I was like, oh, i got to watch another Tom Hanks movie because Tom Hanks is amazing. So I yeah, I, I'm more. still I'm trying to knock... Trying, trying to get my way through um, all the all, all the Oscar nominated movies, especially Room. I, I still haven't seen that. Ooh, is it out for streaming? 
I don't know, but I do know that it's supposed to be amazing. So, Since being self-employed, I've discovered that one of my favorite things in the world to do is wake up, play a little bit of drums, and then go watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the start of my day. Uh, no, dude. The uh, greatest thing. Remember when you were working in uh, in D.C., like right before you like come in and me and you would just go and see a movie at East Street? Oh, yeah. Yeah, take a long lunch and yeah. go see a three-hour movie. Yeah, it was yeah. the best. Um, good time. Yeah, but oh. I'm... So my my thing is, is that if Mad Max wins Best Picture, I'm going to throw a party in Richmond, and it's going to be like the b- biggest party ever. And it's I'd, not. It can't. The it revenue might. is just like it, it was like they they just did everything to make that a winner. I know. Maybe it's, it's, it's going to be best awesome. picture. I think this will be Leo's Leo's time to win. Oh, the best def- actor. He will. There's there's yeah. nobody else that can win that. Yeah. In my opinion, you know. But anyway, I think um, I just think that Mad Max is just the best movie of the year actually yeah i could see it winning because it was not only like a really good film but accessible to a lot more people yeah and the revenant you know the revenant was beautiful oh my god the revenant is brutal yeah now did you know and vanit told me this but the revenant was filmed entirely in natural light there is no artificial light used in that movie. There is some. Where? I did read about it. In a few shots, they, they definitely used artificial light occasionally. Uh, gotcha. But uh, it was mostly natural light. I think it's putting it out there that it's like way more natural light than most filmmakers uh, ever dream, dream of using. It's kind of that has become this like mythical, like, oh, oh, they didn't use any natural light. You know, it's like you tell five people the same fact right by by the time it gets to the fifth person it's like it's 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 legend it's like being repeated in podcasts across the nation (laughs) yeah but but it was yeah mostly and it's because they used a brand new like medium format i think digital new digital video cam i don't know much about it but it's it's one that was only recently developed that really allowed for that like high iso and dynamic range insanity so yeah it looks unbelievably gorgeous i haven't seen it yet actually so oh man yeah every time i keep going to the theater i'm like but star wars is playing so i'm going to see star wars instead yeah i can't bring myself to see anything else and that would be of course like the right move um (laughs) speaking of moving um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i recently moved to richmond i'm now a richmond wedding photographer yeah i get to see you in a brand new backdrop a, a whole sweet empty room yep this is my office behind me you can see six guitars oh wow um which yeah this is my office so you know this is my photography studio so there's six guitars behind me i was gonna say and um yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so it's it, it's been crazy we've been moving for the past week and um finally moved everything down here and you have all your stuff. It's just now the process of unpacking, right? Pretty so. much. I'm gonna get my. I gotta get my amps down here so I can finish the uh, photography office. We well, can take care of that tomorrow. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm excited to. I don't know. Get my feet wet. I mean, I've already got a few you know weddings booked here, but for Richmond, for Richmond, yeah. But oh, that's good. Um, but those were have... before I was even like a Richmond. trying. Yeah, like, that's oh, good. we're getting married in Richmond. That's awesome. I think I've been in Richmond this year. Ah, oh, man, a couple last year. They tend to pop up. Yeah, they'll, they'll, you'll probably get a few. Yes, sir. 
Well, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the place. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really nice, really nice house. So I can't believe I own a house. This is weird. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, with the D five coming out, how much how much is how much room is in your budget for some new gear coming out this year? Not much, um, <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm sort of cool where I'm at. I'm I'm not super impressed with the D five specs right now. Honestly, um, I'm disappointed that it doesn't have a full sensor coverage of uh, autofocus. Too. Yeah, it's still clustered in the center. That's a bummer, but and it is apparently a new autofocus system, and like that's nice, hundred ninety something autofocus individual points, which is crazy. So I'm gonna try it as I do everything. I yeah. pre-ordered it and probably end up sending it back. But um, you know, the we both shoot D750, and that's a hard camera to fault. However, uh, however, we're going to. Because, we're going to. Um, it twice deserves now. it. Um, <laughs> uh, it. It deserves its own podcast so heavily that we are re-recording this episode, basically, from six months ago. Yeah, we um, had some technological issues that prevented us from airing that episode. So, Yes, the exciting thing about this one, it's the first episode where we're both using the same podcast mic and we're both mm. recording our own feeds directly. Mm, so delicious. there's no, no latency quality like gargling issues at all it should be should a clean sewed clean sewed the the clean the clean sewed um so <laughs> let's talk about the d750 shall we how long yeah i've been shooting with it since it came out which is almost it's got to be almost two years by now i think it was august of 2014 Yep. So mm. it's been over a year and a half. How, did you get it? When did you pick I, it up? Probably a month or two after that. Yeah. yeah. So we both had it about the, about time, the same time it's been out. And I think it it certainly is the replacement to the D700. That's the only other Nikon camera before it that I cl- like say, like, this is what you would compare it to. The 610 right. and all those other 600 cameras. DF was its own thing. 600 series uh, yeah. was lame, in my opinion. Um yeah, I, I barely even gave those a chance, mostly because they didn't give you the ability to see an exposure preview in live view. Yep. So just just like capable the of it. D seven hundred and there was no setting for it. Yeah. Um, out of the box, that was the very first thing I checked for with the D seven fifty. I remember like shaking with yep. excitement in the parking lot of UPS <laughs> after having picked it up because yeah. I didn't want to wait for them to drop it off my house. And I was opening it up and I like tried to take a picture in live view and it was not showing me the exposure as yeah. I was adjusting and like, it. And oh I my god! Out. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna so. destroy an icon. And they buried it not in the menus, but in like the sub menu of the, of the live screen view. of the live view <laughs> to turn it on. Bizarre. Who would ever want to shoot with the camera metering for you, and thus giving you the resulting image that is a different exposure than what you could be set at? Yeah, like, who would want to shoot like that? I don't get it. I, maybe it's for people who don't care what their ISO is. Or... Maybe like Lancon's like, yeah, we'll throw a live view in there, but we really don't want people to use it because it's not real photography. <laughs> shooting with live view all the time, so we're gonna right. make it not intuitive at all that and honestly and, sounds like it could be <laughs> me because lots of people are you know lots of older photographers are you know scared to death of i wonder with these, with these big humongous companies 
how many people they have on their like engineering conceptual like new product teams dude it that can't be that photographers many or that are under the age of 30 seriously it, it can't be many like but there are the so things, many things yeah. on the d750 that make no sense uh, and and any nikon camera honestly and oh, a lot sure. of canon cameras that make no sense why this would ever be an issue like it's almost like they are doing the whole tech company game of they need to put something out that is like 90 percent there but not perfect so there's always room for improvement so that you always want to buy the next camera body i want to know how nikon like really survived back in the film camera days where you would buy a film camera that would last you like five five well, years easy that's well or, in or the, 10 years in the pro game though even in in you know in the film days they were still you know it, there was technology that was making it faster to shoot um yeah. the, you know some of those 35 millimeter cameras can shoot like boom you know yeah um, yeah dude canon has a feature on one of theirs where it literally to pick the focus point it tracks your eyeball in the viewfinder that's awesome and it goes where you look for the focus point. So clearly there is... Sounds amazing. It's actually not that great, but... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But let's, let's, uh, let's first of all, let's, let's, let's talk about the D750 and what it does well. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, first, the first thing that I noticed, which was a huge deal, especially for me upgrading from the DF, was that I had two, two card slots. Um, yes. That was an absolute must have for me. Because I was scared every time I took my DF out that something was going to go something wrong. something I worried about, but I do see why it would be a necessity for most. I've never had an SD card corrupt on me in a way that I couldn't get me, anything out of it. Me but. too. Me, me neither. Uh, I've never had it happen, but just the prospect of yeah. that possibly happening or just having the backup of like, oh my yeah. God, there's another set of photos somewhere on it feels professional to have as a, yeah. as, a, as a thing, like for sure. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm, I think we're both, we agree. The SD is a, is a fine choice. Compact Flash is fine. whatever. I actually prefer not having to search out an adapter to plug it into my computer and all that anyway. Yeah. It's nice to the plug right in. But yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and the SD card's fine. Um, the the uh, biggest thing well, we can skip around. Price point, I think, was great, um, yeah, especially for me. You know, brand new, yeah. twenty five hundred, brand new, and then I got one off the street for nineteen hundred bucks, uh, which was nice. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Full frame, of course, uh, twenty four megapixels. Little high, but like good. Annoyingly <laughs> high for me, but that's yeah. fine. Whatever. Yeah, you know. More's, I, more's I only deliver all my pictures to anybody that I ever take photos for at like 18 megapixels. So yeah, I got to size them down <laughs> anyway. Nice. Um, the, um, of course, like the, the biggest thing for me is, and you obviously is the flip out screen. It's a total game changer. I yeah. love yeah. the flip totally. out screen more than any other feature of any camera. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever used. And and I think, unfortunately, it's such a novelty that I think Nikon will take a while to decide on whether it's it's worth keeping or anything. uh, That Uh it's going to be a while before we see it in any other 
pro-ish level camera. I don't know that we'll ever see it on like a D5. Even though the build quality of that flip-out screen is the best built part about it. righteous. It's solid. It's so solid. Yes. I've never had an issue. I love it. Uh, It is so rigid and but fluid. Like it's totally two years in and I'm like flipping the thing out and it feels like almost like day one. Um, Oh yeah. I totally agree. Great, great Um, job on that flip-out screen, Nikon, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The the battery life. Right on those Japanese translators. Yeah. The battery life is unbelievable. Stellar. Yeah. In fact, people have asked me, sorry to interrupt. People have asked me because I shoot so heavily in live view, like, you must burn through batteries. I'm like, uh, no, I don't change batteries. I have a grip with a battery in it. I have a battery in the camera body. So one camera has two batteries, beginning of a wedding day, and another camera. My second body has one battery, and I never change batteries. Yeah, you usually don't have to if you're shooting eight hours, even ten hours. I've sometimes don't have to switch, Um, which is leads me into a funny story. Uh, One time I was going to an event shoot. It's just an hour in D.C., (laughs) And I bonehead move complete. I didn't like check my batteries before I left, checked everything else, but I just assumed my batteries were fine. I show up to the shoot and it was so easy. You know, it was one of those moments where it was like, it was so easy that I just, you know, I just threw my backpack on and I ran out the door. I didn't even bring my backup camera. I was just like, let's roll. And, um, I get to the shoot and I, turn on the camera and nothing happens. And I realize, Oh, there's no battery in there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I open up my backpack and there's only one battery in there and I put <laughs> it in and it's at one out of three battery things. I'm like, Oh crap. Like, yeah, I don't have a battery. And I checked the percentages and it was 14%. And I looked right. at it and I'm, like, and I'm like thinking like, this is D750. I was like, quick tangent. Why the crap don't they build it so that you can see the percentage on the, LED ah, old school, the, man. Those so LED dope. screens are old they school. They can easily put a two-digit thing there to tell you the battery life. The, the LED screens on the current cameras are 50 years old. Yeah. That's a 50-year-old technology. That's probably true. What the heck? Come on, guys. So you roll into an hour-long shoot. Yeah. It's like a press event or something. 14%. 13, 14%. It was like a donor dinner type thing. And I'm like, I'm like I think I, I can... I could almost do this. Like I had no other option because the, it was starting. I had no backup anywhere in the city. I was like, I was on my own. I was like, I was like behind enemy lines. Oh and man, this is like, you're shooting like film. Every shot must count. Every shot must count. <laughs> I, I would take a photo, turn the camera off. Like I, yeah, and I was like shooting flash too. So I was like, Oh my God, this is going to drain the battery oh, even more. No. And yeah. so I'm like, I've got to do, you know, I've just got to do my best. And the, the camera lasted the entire hour at basically like 13% battery. That's awesome. Um, wow. And I had everything that I needed and they got their photos. I was like, I just could not even believe it. Didn't you mention like the last frame, last frame or two? It, yeah. I, yeah. I just did <laughs> the last, last yeah, frame last was frame like, was like I like took this guy was like, take my photo. And I like took it. And the camera shut off, and I was like, okay, I'm, well, I think I'm pretty much done here. I like went over to the client, and they were like, I'm gonna go, oh, great. I'm going to go process these now. Yeah, yeah. they were like, oh, great. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm like, see you later. And I'm like, 
of like That's wiping amazing. like sweat off my <laughs> it was awesome i i um had plenty of batteries in my bag but i was shooting a workshop uh, last week and i went out and i chose poorly i had one one camera fully charged and one camera at like less than 10 percent. yep and i just pulled one and we went for a walk to do the live shoot and my camera died about halfway through it and so that's when i started just taking everybody else's camera to show them how to do things <laughs> and shooting my own photos on it that's so funny i would be showing them an idea but, oh here it's just easier if i if i do it and then i take <laughs> some pictures and i'm like i'm gonna make sure i need to get those photos off your memory card oh, and then i float awesome. over to someone else with the d750 and be like yeah no, no it's easier if i show you <laughs> <laughs> she wrapped up jerk it was fine i mean they didn't care yeah, i was it is easier for me to show them out but just, that's awesome felt good i got away with it so okay so um enough with enough with all these these glowing nice reviews <laughs> of the d750 because yeah ever yeah ever since shooting with this is my only camera it's always come with a layer of frustration that most other cameras I don't think ever given me in the actual image making process where I've got complaints about other cameras that certainly weren't as good and didn't do things as in a, as well as the right. D750 which is why I shoot the D750 but I never had to worry like is this camera going to fire yeah. <laughs> is the shutter going to shut yes <laughs> um is it going yeah. to hit the buffer and die on me and lock up? I mean, the flip-out screen, the high ISO, the megapixels, the, the quiet-ish shutter, and the battery life, and the live view are such compelling, like, clear avenues to the future of photography. And it's just, like, it's just yep. right on the edge it's of being, like, like yes, the way it will always be and should be. And, and by the way, this is what the camera that made tons of Canon shooters be like, oh, I'm going to switch to Nikon because this yeah. camera's awesome. Well, what's really funny to me is that, like, people freaked out about the dynamic range, like, being able to recover your shadows. But that's been a thing in nikon cameras oh yeah since the d3 well it's it's people it's people that have that don't have experience and they're like oh so yeah. this is the d750 it's like no it's not the d750 it's nikon like they have incredible yeah. dynamic range and recovering the shadows yeah or it's it's a combination of nikon and sony who i think right. manufactures and designs most they of do. their sensors yeah nikon might design their flagship but i'm really not sure but either either way it is clearly something nikon's been good at for a long time it's yeah. really funny that so many people unfortunately i think canon photographers just like new and canon hasn't released a new like yeah mark three is like five years old now it's crazy old unbelievable that's how old that camera is yeah i mean the iphone's creeping up on it in terms of yeah some some image <laughs> well, okay true. so if if you had to pick one one thing right off the bat your biggest uh you know x mark on the on the list of the d750 what would it be oh man i think that it would be uh comp i have to pick R- i'm gonna pick two i'm gonna zero. pick two which okay. is yeah that is the buffer uh yeah. is a huge r pro- zero zero it, yeah it's a huge problem <laughs> which we'll get to and uh and the one four thousandth of, of shutter speed limitation which is just a load of garbage yeah uh nice. so Anyway, mine, yeah, mine serious. would be the R zero zero, the image buffer mm-hmm. loading, and probably the rubber piece, the rubbering coming off. That's, that's every that's camera, issue, like every camera. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about the buffer. But the thing is, 
we're using high capacity cards, 128 gigs or 256 gig cards, writing simultaneously raw files on each one, correct? That's what you do, right? Yes. However, I think you're probably the same as me in that we always never are at 200, 250 gig. It's always oh, yes. the, the amount written on the card is probably closer to 40 or 50 gigabytes on a more consistent basis. Right. It's just, I just yeah. don't want to think about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't want to think about it. One of the reasons I shoot with such huge capacity, I think you too, is mm-hmm. like I've Which, never not un- copied off a wedding, but there are certainly times where I've gone and started shooting a wedding and I look at my card and I'd still got pictures from a previous shoot or something yep. on it. And I'm like, 99% sure that I copied them off, yeah, but, but that 1%, I can't form it like, now ah. because I've already started shooting the new thing. Yeah, And I need to make sure that... I don't want to have to switch cards if I run out of space. And like, you're never going to run out of space on a 250. You could hold three, four weddings on one yep. card, which is great. Yep. It's nice. So. It's really, really nice to be able <coughs> to do that. And um, and I think that Nikon dropped the ball on that uh, in that regard because 256 gigs, it it reads that card every time you do anything with the night with the D750 you turn it on oops sorry that was me um you turn it on you flip on live view everything that happens that card it reads that entire card and it takes a full like two three four five six sometimes seven seconds for it to engage and be ready to shoot uh in live view right but i've tried smaller cards and it still is about the same amount of time right it's mm-hmm. nothing to do with the fact that it's a 256 128 60 gigabyte 30 gigabyte it's still doing something in in the camera itself to cause this frustrating delay yeah um from immediately powering it on or shooting a certain amount and filling the buffer um yeah just right. in regular and, and it, generally speaking you know on the back you've got your number of shots, which is, I think it's, I don't know if it's universal or if it's my cards, but it's, you know, 12, it's got like a 12 shot buffer. And as soon as you hit that buffer, you, you shoot 12 frames in a row at R zero zero, it locks somehow. And it just cannot process that image fast enough. Yeah. It can sometimes take 15 seconds before I'll see it. Uh, finally start giving me R one, R two, R three, and I can start shooting again. Yep, and I doesn't jump back to R twelve instantly. It's a slow build coming back, really and slow yeah, build. It's painful, painfully slow. But like, yeah. and and that's the big problem. Is I one time I was shooting um, a wedding in Maryland, and I was shooting at eighty five. I don't know. It was just you know I was shooting the uh, processional. And the bridesmaids are coming down the aisle, and I'm shooting, shooting, Uh-oh. shooting, and um, you know, and they're they and they're coming down faster than they're supposed to, you know, which yeah. is what's going to happen in a wedding. Six frames, boom! Six for, frames are yeah. done. Eight frames, ten frames, twelve frames, and then the bride's sister, maid of honor, walking down the aisle, R zero zero, don't have a single shot of her. Oh, and I tried to bring out my other camera, but it was too late. So yeah. this is this is a problem, and. Um, you know, and and it's a it's a major issue with the D seven fifty. What do you think? Have you ever shot with a camera that has had a faster frames per second? 
The D seven fifty is like six and a half frames per second. Have you shot with anyone that's faster? I mean, I've shot a few times with the D three S and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was curious. I, I, I've shot D three S, D four, D four S, and those twelve frames per second, eleven frame per second cameras are incredible. But um, I don't miss that that side of the speed. It's definitely yeah. all about the buffer. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need yeah. thir- I mean, unless you're shooting sports or right. maybe like maybe some extreme political events. But even then, you know, I'm shooting some yeah. of those, and you know, I shot Prince Charles, and D750 wasn't, you know, was fine. Yeah. Um, in yeah. terms of frame rate, like also, would it kill? This is another slight tangent. Would it kill them to be able to give you a readout of how many pictures you've taken? That's not. 999 limited (laughs) again we're dealing with space age technology here (laughs) when what the heck it does is it what's it going to take for nikon to like enter you know the year 2017 billion dollar investment from apple or something google i don't know i think all it would take is a focus group honestly i think i think they need a focus group that consists of real people maybe i don't know again yeah so moving so it only takes a, one or two experiences of having missed a moment where you start to have to this like lingering floating weight on the back of your head all the time that like, okay, is this camera actually going to get out of my way and do what I need when I need it? Or do I need to, do I need to always have a backup, yeah. <laughs> um, a backup plan like immediately? And I'm the type of shooter that I always have had like the D3S, D40 for us. And they're incredibly reliable in a way that I would most wedding days have just the one camera in my, in my hands yeah. most of the wedding day. And it would, in my backup camera, which would be usually the equivalent camera is sitting in a bag and I, I don't have to have that added weight and limited mobility that having a second body can, can give you. Right. But, um, yeah. And that's a, that's a huge problem. It's something I think is, do you think the D750 is a professional camera? I no, I honestly, after after shooting with it for a long time, I really think that it's a beefy prosumer camera. I think you... I think that it was. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how exactly it was marketed, but I can tell you that the expectation was for me that it was going to be a pro- professional camera on par with the D seven hundred in terms of like with the D seven hundred like knocked pretty much most people's socks off with just like how great the image quality was how great the build was, quality was yeah totally and everything totally agree. and it turns point and it was a professional camera this i feel like has some shortcomings you know what's funny though that make it not i totally agree with you on the d700 and every aspect uh for its time king for its the time but nikon i think purposely shied away from making the successor yeah which is the d750 for a longer than necessary amount of time and actually feel like they that it was a bad release releasing the d700 even though it sold a lot it basically halted sales of their flagship the d3 yeah because it was freaked them out it's the same sensor right yeah yes yeah half the price and a camera that was half the size and and awesome (laughs) they they were like man we made a really great camera like we can't do this again you know like (laughs) what if it messes up our really expensive great camera like that's and unfortunately i think so many companies get completely scared of cannibalizing their own sales when in reality yeah like, that needs to happen in technology 
any technology related field, like you have to be willing to cannibalize your own sales. It's and and that's a huge problem because yeah. I I was recently on uh, some forum talking about how there was like these Canon shooters that were all like ah we're we're frustrated with Canon and I was like and I was like dude you should be frustrated with canon and nikon like you know who's you know who's leading the pack right now in terms of technology sony sony <laughs> and and you know what and their image quality sucks like in in terms of like so shitty it's so bad it's like so but bad. but they're like but everything about their cameras are awesome they have freaking electronic electronic viewfinders when are we going to get that in a nikon camera just to clarify because i know we'll get hate mail otherwise no sony's image quality is not shitty it's a completely subjective thing that nathan and i happen to agree on yes. that their colors and many other aspects of their, their are, files that are you get lame to finally edit with um don't yeah they're shitty they're shit yeah so unfortunately also for me just to just to also clarify the experience of making a photo in a sony camera is completely crappy it's like driving what feels like a hyundai car after you've been driving i don't know like yeah like a, you've been rocking better. a porsche for a while or something i don't know yeah i don't know i, I mean but it's like true like it does all the functions beamer like like yeah it does all the functions but the the for me the feel even the sound of the shutter on a sony camera like feels like i'm like hitting something with a small tiny hammer inside yeah. the camera body yeah it's, just it's not, not a pleasing not experience um again totally subjective so some people probably will love it but uh you know yeah and, and yeah. i know a, a number of you know videographers that love shooting video with the with the sony right. a series yeah. which is great and yeah. again the, my main thing is like i like those cameras because they are pushing technology forward um and I'm frustrated that Nikon is sitting in the dark ages with like 60 year old technology, like, and, yeah. and then again, like, mo- like kind of moving on towards like another thing that major gripe that I have with the D750 is the one four thousandth frames, <laughs> yes. you know, that per, is where per it's second truly is like, I'm like, professional camera. I want to kick it off a cliff sometimes because like you can't shoot at one four all the time and i think they they think the majority of people that own it are probably shooting at 2.8 because at 2.8 and one four thousandth of a second at iso 100 you should be pretty much okay but at 1.4 on a bright sunny day you're not and the highlight retention on the d750 is not good gross and bad yeah it's it's not good enough for one four thousandth of a second it's it's kind of fine but it's like not it's not good enough for one four thousand. It needs one eight thousandth uh, shutter speed. It has yes, to have it. Absolutely. Um, and going forward, every camera ever should have that. Like that's a professional camera. Even prosumer cameras have one eight thousandth of a second sometimes. I know. I mean, it's insanity. I mean, granted, because usually they're mirrorless, but most mirrorless cameras can go way, way faster. I think it's just easier to get there with the sure. technology. But they can go like one sixteen thousandth of a second. It's like holy crap! It's like right. sync speed with a flash too. It's crazy. This and but, um, and that's great. Uh, you know, but like I just feel like this is a, a huge problem for the D seven fifty. I think it honestly could be that it has potentially something to do with the cheaper 
uh, non-professional shutter that they've got in there, the right, shutter curtain, only, or or maybe the actual mirror. Isn't it only rated for 138,000 exposures? Yeah, 138, 150, whereas the D810, D4S, all those are like 300,000 or more. Um, like, now, yeah, I was going to mention that the, the whole mirror, the, that whole weird how live How many repairs view, have you sent in? One, I just one. And it was a shutter thing, right? Yeah, the shutter broke on my, on my, the one that I bought off the street for nineteen hundred bucks. So I guess that's kind of par for the course, maybe. But did I ever tell you about the once in order to unhinge my shutter? It was the mirror actually. I had to. It was seized up the whole camera, and I'd take the, the lens off and then use my finger to thwack the mirror back down. Oh, man. This curtain had drawn on the D seven fifty. Yes. It hasn't happened since. <laughs> it's one of like the first couple months of shooting with it. it hasn't happened since, but it's I definitely I literally had quality. to take my finger and like thwack the mirror back down. The other issue I never really cared much about, but um, you know, you would get this weird break at the very top edge of the frame if you had a flare coming through. Yeah, that it was wouldn't cover unknown. the whole image. Yeah, so that yeah, was a that known was. issue that. Um, they recalled, or yeah, not they recalled, but for they'll free. fix it for free. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, great. That's awesome. Guess what I can't do? Send it in, ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Guess what I can't not have for a week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> again, like, I don't know. I'm, yeah, it'll take uh, one week, two weeks, yeah, two and a like, half weeks to oh, fix this. great. That's like five <laughs> shoots. Cool. Great. So you're saying I should go on vacation. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So and they'll probably send a loaner, who knows, but it's too, way too much to want to even deal with, in my opinion. Maybe. And it, kind of going along with that, the, the, general, the general quality of the build is, in, in my opinion, a little bit lacking. Um, the eyepiece it's hard to know. Yeah. comes off. Like, oh, my God. I've heard I, that from I, every I, single pers- yeah, person that shoots D750. I don't even have the anymore. I, took every, them off. It's, it's so funny that people keep, like, everybody with the D750 that I see, uh, they, 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 you know, at any given time, you look out at a group of, like, a workshop group that I'm doing, and three people are, like, bending over, and I'm like, oh, they're picking up their eyepiece. Yeah. Because <laughs> they refuse to let it go, and I think it's a necessary part. No, nah, man, let like, it go. Yeah, just let it go. It's never going to stay. Let and then you just get the glue. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I haven't even noticed, like, a difference of, with, with not having the eyepiece. Yeah, no, me neither. Like in fact, and this is another issue that I have that I think, and maybe maybe this warrants its own podcast, but just kind of like wish list for like an awesome camera. But um, what I love about um, the like uh, medium format digital cameras, um, or well, just any medium format handheld cameras, are that their viewfinders are like super awesome and you can like put your whole eye in there. Oh yeah. And it's all just like blackness around the image. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I can't, I, it's so frustrating that I don't, that like, I don't know, D750. Well, that any of Nikon or cameras, Canon's, uh, uh, 35 millimeter DSLRs, you know, have, feel like this tiny little yeah. window that you have to kind of like well that's one of the amazingly through. great things about having the flip out screen it's not only 
giving you all your exposure stuff and 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 stuff and, and bokeh and flair and everything in real time, but you also just have a bigger way of experiencing the images. That's like, have you ever? Right. That was one of the biggest revolutions for live view for me. Oh, like, absolutely. Have you, have you ever taken a picture in the camera and you're like, oh my god, this looks incredible? Like all these shots, I'm killing it. Like yep. this is a real good day for me. Then you pop on your computer and you instantly see every little thing you want to change about the photo. Yep. It's like, well, why didn't I see that in the viewfinder? Yep. Um, because it's like. 10% of what you're seeing when it's on a computer screen or a laptop. Right. And when you see any anything that you can do to enlarge and get to that final how it's going to be seen in, in Lightroom right in the camera, like, is just giving you a huge step up and a lead in the, you know, your whole process. Yeah. And, I, I uh, lo- yeah, and I love, it's just great. Um, kind of getting back to, like, what I love about the D750 is just having the D750, it's light, it's... Um, Super it's, lightweight. It's great. Yeah. It's it's you can just throw it in any bag. Like it's it's well, and it's it's got a layer of versatility. You can actually add a grip if you want to. Yeah, like that's so nice to have the, the option. DF. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, keep going. But yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, it's great to just. I love like flipping on live view, flipping the screen out, and being just ready. You know, after a couple of seconds of like waiting on this dumb camera to to Turn cook on. it's you know it's self ready um but like seeing that that image is just awesome on a on sort of like this tilted screen and i don't know it's it's a it is kind of a nice shooting experience uh when oh, you're using right. live view. yeah shooting from the hip like yeah. i i think that it's way better not just for photographers but people being photographed where yeah. they don't have this awkward experience of somebody like looking down the tube of a sniper, like, you know, what mm-hmm. it feels like probably like somebody looking down the barrel of a gun because yep. uh, you have this giant piece of mechanical equipment in front of your eyes and your face covering it up and you know exactly, you know, what you're getting ready to do and what you're kind of looking at. And that's awkward when, when you shoot yeah, from it, the hip. It's it like, also oh. makes you feel a little bit more a part of the whole equation, especially when you're dealing with a couple, um, you know, having people or, or just an individual, uh, for portraits, being able to, to not be like hidden behind a camera being like, Hey, can you move like to the left? It's like, Hey, as soon as you, as soon as you remove the camera from your eye area, you can, you have the freedom to kind of have a dialogue with your subject. Oh yeah. There's um, suddenly a human face the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And it it really kind of breaks down a little bit of a wall between, um, between the subject and the and the photographer, which I think is part of the reason it's such a nice, you know, so it is such a game changer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's changing the whole experience of making that photo in a really a, such a positive way that all its other shortcomings are like worth. Yeah, like Just suffering through suffering through. And for you know, until they release another one in five years, that'll be the same level. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> they just do the silliest things. It's like with the D810, such a near perfect camera mm-hmm. in so many ways, but like the small media, the small raw option is the only option. So you have yeah. to shoot at 36, 36, or you have to shoot at nine megapixels. There's no like, what if you want in the medium option? Nineteen yeah, or twenty maybe megapixel. sixteen megapixels, yeah. like you which know, is, like which was <sighs> standard for like yeah. ten years for Nikon. Um, which is something, you know, having that, that option is like such a great 
feeling as uh, we've talked about this before like man if if only manufacturers of handheld dslrs could come up with a way to have swappable sensors oh yeah that total would be, game changer that would be that would be epic not only an in, entirely new market for people like people would never buy just one sensor i mean they're in even if that's all they oh, could afford really? yeah they would collect them the same way they do lenses, and they'd have a sensor for nighttime that was amazing and tweaked specifically for that. Yep, and they'd have they'd a have sensor a, for high res. They'd have a black and white sensor. Yes. They'd have a they'd have a, a an infrared sensor. Inf- yes, freaking! You could even make sensors that have very specific tonal curve looks that like are trying to emulate whatever you know. Of course, people would always try and emulate film, mm-hmm. but like whatever you wanted or freaking if they could some like the technology exists right now today for a camera company like nikon to partner with adobe and build a sensor that could totally look the same way and give you the same tweaks that you could maybe send it to your camera as a preset you developed in lightroom absolutely out of the box in the camera in real time and on on the camera the technology exists right now for that to happen today yeah I'm actually hoping that the pressure that they've got to be feeling from Sigma making all these twice as good but half the cost lenses, yep. um, the financial pressure that's putting on those companies, I hope, will bring about some really amazing revolution yeah. and approach and just like open the floodgates for, for what could be doable. I agree. Like, I, think, I think the time is very <coughs> much ripe for... Um, a, a leap in technology for DSLRs. I think, I well, first of all, I think that DSLRs are kind of old school at this point. Everything should be yes. mirrorless. Everything should yeah. be mirrorless. Why have a big freaking mirror in your camera when you don't have to? And not everything that's mirrorless needs to be really small for tiny doll hands and fingers. No, like the like XL hit the size perfect in my. It's it's such a great size. Mm-hmm. It's not quite a huge. DSLR, but it's not like a Sony tiny little mirrorless camera, and it, and it's like just the perfect balance between both of them. Right. In fact, going the other direction, if you have you if you have you ever shot with like a Contax or a, or a Pentax like medium format, um, like big yeah yeah, yeah. big old yeah, camera, just a couple of frames. Sure, yeah. sure, me too. But like, I lo- I love the feel. This huge like cameras with a nice big grip. And um, a nice heft to them. I, I, I think that the experience of shooting with them is probably part of the reason why people do shoot with them. This is fun to shoot with them. <laughs> what? I just got a tag notification on Facebook, and it's a picture of Bride. Uh, the Florida wedding we just shot. Alyssa oh, nice. Yeah, and, Alyssa. Um, what's his name? Um, oops. Oh, <laughs> crap. What is he? Oh, man, he was awesome. Yeah, he's a uh, man. Yeah, he's totally cool. Anyway, it's a picture of her dad, Jesse. 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 Yeah, but, but it's <sighs> a picture Jesse. of her dad putting his picking up his glass while giving a toast, and he's clearly checking out, thankfully, his wife's butt. Just, <laughs> and it's an image that I didn't realize that it was at all what was, he was looking at, and he definitely is. Is this one that you took? Yes. Oh, nice. I edited and delivered. It's just a fine picture of him picking up a glass, and, uh, and I didn't realize that uh, he's definitely... She said, I'm brilliant, so that's nice. Thanks. Sorry for that tangent. <laughs> well, I, I should explain the random giggling. Anyway, well, we should probably wrap this one up. Yes. Um, yeah. Nikon D750, don't buy it. <laughs> I don't know, really. <laughs> is it a buy or is it not a buy? <laughs> sell. Uh, sell. Buy. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, your equipment informs your way of shooting. And for me, like the D750 does approach everything in the right direction as far as shooting in in a live view style. Right. So like I'm hooked on that, but there's so much that could be better about it. It's so frustrating. Yep. I agree. Um, I, again, like I don't really feel like I have a better alternative. Um, I think that the, you know, the, the flagship series is just, honestly, I don't really care about, about, I don't really need the flagship series for yeah. me. I don't need, you know, 13 frames per second and, um, and huge, huge body, uh, to deal yeah. with all the time. Um, but it, but the D750 you know, has some serious problems that I, well, it's just, that frustrate the hell we're out within our rights to like complain about, I know people would probably hear this and be like, you know, you're just complaining so much about a camera that like is your, your main, but we live in a time now that's very strange in that we can actually see where the technology and the features exist across different camera makers and different yep. camera bodies and different, and like you can literally pluck and pull all these features across everything and know that the perfect camera is able to exist. It's not like we're asking it's, for features yeah. that don't exist in, in literally in other Nikon cameras. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in some like, cases. Yeah. And, but certainly across other cameras, like it is, it is all stuff capable of being done. This isn't like totally wishful. Like I'm, you know, Maybe they can make this in a lab or something. Like, no, it's this like can it be made. Definitely yeah. can be made, and and I'm I'm frustrated that it's the it's not. And I and yeah. I feel like yeah, I know we've only been shooting for what six seven years now, but I still feel like you know I've I have seen a lot of cameras, I've seen a lot mm. of different systems, and I really feel like it's possible to create something that really works. Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm frustrated yeah. that the D750 is not that. The incentives are very few, though, when they know that that would prevent people from buying more bodies. That's the, you know, and I, and I hate to see Nikon getting eaten up by Sigma because it's like now what's not going to, what Nikon can do with their lenses? Like yeah. they're not making money from those anymore. So they really have to focus on camera bodies. I, well, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. But uh, yeah, okay. I guess that's our review of the D750. A year and a half late to yeah. the, the game, but <laughs> but um, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, see well, you at uh, band practice tomorrow. What do you got going on? Do you have a wedding soon this week? What's um, no, but I'm. St- I've got a couple more weeks till my next wedding. Um, got a nice. got a shoot. I've actually got like a three day shoot up in New York for some. Uh, nice. I don't know. It's like a conference for some company but it should be fun cool. it's new york so right. get some defara pizza or something nice i will be in the uk for the week for oh nice conf- conference as well which uh, one is that way up north no photography farm oh nice way up north is in a couple more months yeah oh, photography farm is at ridge farm studios it's like where queen recorded a bunch of stuff oh didn't she do legendary. that last year yeah that was for my own workshop this is also oh, for my own gosh. workshop but it's within a week of other photographers doing workshops as well oh, so it's a cool, cool little uk thing um so should be some great photographers there and yeah yeah that's all i got going on Hopefully cool i'll be done with this cold by then yeah sorry um, man yeah thanks guys and girls and children for of all ages old people i don't know for listening everyone out there uh try and uh, rate us on itunes if you like the podcast that's that's very helpful and like just getting the word spread and, yeah uh, 
Oh, oh, outro music. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. See you later, guys. <laughs>